0: Hare Krishna. Anshakalpa. Trivias. Chakripa. Sundar. Bheem. Shabhatita. Nam. Dharvan. Ebyo. Rishna. Veyo. Namun. Navaha. So we're continuing in our exploration in Shuman Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 26. The Ayvatthita. Now we're up to text number 14. Ah. Uh-huh. You may remember before, he has been lamenting his attachment to the Atsara Urvashi and lamenting that, ah, i been bewitched body and mind. My body has been made a household pet of this woman. I'm an emperor, the crown jewel of kings and but now I'm like his care household pet he says uh, and uh, text 13 big mom the hell with me (laughs) I'm such a fool that I didn't even know what was good for me my father Uh, although I arrogantly thought I was highly intelligent although I achieved the exalted position of the Lord I allowed myself to be conquered by a woman as if I were a block or a jackass. That's where we left off. So now he's continuing. with Text number fourteen. Oṁ namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Oṁ namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Oṁ namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Fourteen goes. Savitro varishyapu Urvasha. Urvasha adrasabam. Even after I had served the so-called nectar of the lips of Urvashi for many years. My lusty desires kept rising again and again within my heart and were never satisfied just like a fire that can never be extinguished by the oblations of ghee poured into its flames. Uh, uh, So the word I was serving... uh, uh, the, the word that's used for serving, sevataha, uh, is an interesting word. There's something going on in this verse that I haven't seen mentioned by any of the commentators, but it's it's clearly there. Because the word sevataha, I, one who is serving, the, the verb save, uh, uh, which ba- basically means to dwell or stay in or nearby but then to live in, to frequent, and then to serve, to wait upon, to attend uh, somebody, uh, and so therefore uh, honor, obey, and worship. That's one of the, that's how it comes about to the Seva means worship. So I was serving her, or I was worshiping her, but another meaning of Seva, the next meaning in the dictionary, is to enjoy sexually because after all, that is a kind of worship. Uh, and uh, uh, so, and then, of course, it means to devote oneself, to cultivate, and, and so on. So these meanings are all in play here, because he had, what was the seva, uh, too? I was one who was uh, saving. Vodder Who God, for many years, uh, the Adhara Asavam, the nectar of the lips of Uvasi. That's what he was serving. The uh, uh. So the word Asavam that's used here for nectar, it means something that's distilled or a distillation or a decoction. It can be liquor like rum or something like that. It can be the nectar of the juice of a flower. But it also, the word asava, with two long As, is a priest who presses out the soma juice. So uh, it seems to me that in this verse, there's a kind of foreshadowing of the fact that, uh, uh, or or alluding to the fact that, that with Purulava, the inauguration of the Yuga Dharma of karma, karma, fire sacrifices begins with him. It's a, the trait the Yuga starts, and he's the one that later on uh, the Lord descends to propagate that yuga, yuga Dharma, but it starts with Puru. Just like, for example, in Kali Yuga, the one who comes to establish the Yuga Dharma is Lord Chaitanya. But at the very beginning of Kali Yuga, one of the first acts of the sages of hearing and and listening to uh, the recitation of Bhagavatam is also Sankirtan, and that's indicating the Yuga Dharma before the actual Yuga Avatar appears. So here, in order to uh, attain... The higher planet where Ravashi lives as a, as a with Gandharva and so on, and in the court of Indra even, that's why he started performing fire sacrifice. Uh, and uh, so this word Seva that's being used in the reference to to uh, asava, uh, nectar, and then, the, then then the example that the desires arising from my mind were never satisfied, just as a fire can never be satisfied by oblations of ghee. So that's a direct reference. This pouring, we have to see it like pouring oil on a fire. But here, uh, this, this word, ahuti, uh, 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 means offering oblations to with to the fire to the deities. and sacrifice, huti is sacrifice. So there's a reference to that sacrifice here, uh, and, and we learn that that that, that, that the, the actual act of the sacrifice reenacts uh, two pieces of wood with a wood in between uh, uh, the sexual union producing a child. Um, so here it is kind of implicitly in this verse here. As I haven't seen anybody else who... Uh, uh, has remarked on this but uh, the use of these kind of words make this close association between Ayla's relationship with Uvashi and the introduction of the Yuga Dharma for Treta uh, Yuga that seems to me quite clear but maybe somebody's noticed it but it's not, not here uh, uh, um, in uh, any of the commentators we have here. Uh. So, and of course, we learn that uh, in the mode of passion, these desires burn like fire and you can never be satisfied. And that's you know, the other uh, point here, that just like we reported, Dion are the fire of sacrifice with your and so on those utensils that are used so that's the end of his particular lamentation here uh, but now with text 15 we see a turn a turn uh, to the Lord so text 15 goes I don't see easier to read from here Pumschaliya pa pums chittam chittam kundranyo mutchittam prabhuh atma te agavantam adhupsham who but the supreme personality of Godhead who lies beyond material perception. And if the lord of self-satisfied sages can possibly save my consciousness which has mm-hmm. been stolen by a prostitute. So he uses this word, Pumshchalya. Uh, uh, the meaning of Pumshchalya, pumschali, is literally running after men. Uh, a harlot, the cordisone on the dictionary he says, we already talked about that word, cordisone, like a high class call a society girl, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that says, heavenly society girls. Uh, so, uh, he says, that, that, that's, uh, and, and so, uh, this, uh, 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 his, uh, his chitum, his consciousness has been a It has been stolen. He says uh, uh, by his uh, 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 by this uh, lady. Uh, so he asked this question: that uh, how will how how can I be mochitam, uh, freed? what other person can do that uh, except for the tarrowandam the supreme lord who is uh Rama uh, ishwaram the lord of the self satisfying sages in other words particularly he's mentioned that way because that's the contrast he himself can never be satisfied But the the Lord is the Lord of those who are Atmarama, those who take pleasure in the self. Um, He can save me alone, and he is uh, adhoksajah. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, the question is, how will I be free from the taste of her lips and develop this taste? I taste? When I was a kid, there was a popular song. She, her kisses were sweeter than wine. You know, she ain't kisses sweeter than wine. The, the taste of her lips, the wine of her lips. It's a comparison with some kind of intoxicating beverages there. How will I be free from the taste of her lips and develop distaste? No one... even an Atmarama can free the mind of a person delighting in the body but the master of the Atmaramas the Supreme Lord can do this because he has the greatest power Bhagavan to free me from the Lord alone comes sense knowledge which is condemned sense knowledge being Akshaja which is condemned Adaha now that's a different derivation of adhoksaja from the one given by Prabhupada. Generally, adhoksaja means that which is beyond the perception of the senses, transcendent, because, because uh, uh, the way we divide it up is uh, 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 beyond is this this uh, um, uh, anhi, uh, aksaja. So adhi, A-D-H-I, means that which is arises, uh, ja, aksaja. That which is arises from the eyes is beyond. So adhi is beyond, A-D-H-I. indicates something like adi-deva, adi-daiva, adi-bautika, like, adi that which is beyond or uh, above, uh, beyond. So this is above, which is Aksha-ja, uh, that which is born, ja, from the eyes. I, Aksha is I, or any other sense perception. That That's the, that's the derivation that, that uh, we have. Uh, but at any, at any rate, um, uh, so this is now, he's turning to the Lord. He only can save me. Not even Atmaramas, but the Lord of the Atmaramas is, is, is capable of uh, saving my uh, chittim, my which has been stolen away by this uh, Apsarat. So now, while it seems earlier he had been placing blame on her, now with text 16, he now focuses the blame on himself. Which is the next step toward actual enlightenment. First I have to approach someone as powerful as the Lord to save me and now actually it's my fault. It's my fault. So this is this is where we see in, in text sixteen he says, Godhittasyapi <laughs> Devhya durmate Mahamoho. Rapayantya because I allowed my intelligence to become dull, and because I failed to control my senses. The great confusion in my mind did not go away, even though Urvashi herself gave me wise counsel with well spoken words. Huh? Huh? So he says here, this begins, uh, bodhitasya. Bodhita means, well here in the case, I was one who was warned or had been uh, 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 praised or reminded or instructed. Or also the idea of, of, of admonished. You know, it comes from the, uh, the word Buddha uh, the verbal root for the Buddha, uh, and then the, the, the form of to cause to awaken is "bodhi." So bodhi cause to make somebody conscious of something, uh, in, 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 the, in the root meaning, and says, uh, uh, "So she, she she did that. She gave me. Uh, I was one who had been informed, even by the Devi herself." She told me, "Sukta vakina, Sukta with well-spoken words. Suukta means speech and nice speech. Her words are very nicely spoken. But I, he calls himself durmati, bad intelligence. Uh, And so, uh, there was. uh, uh, for me, uh, I, uh, I, I had, I didn't. The, the confusion in my mind, within my mind, maha moha, the great confusion in my mind, na apayati. It did not cease because I was a ajitākunā. I could not control my senses. So uh, uh, purport here in the BBT. Uh, as described in the ninth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the goddess Urvashi plainly told Pururava that he should never trust women or believe their promises. <laughs> Despite this frank advice, he became fully attached and thus suffered great mental anguish. Vishna Chagavardi also has an interesting report. And he says, uh, as though he's answering the question, but your illusion could be dissipated by a sense of detachment as taught plentifully by Ravashi. hey, Hey, she gave you, she told you this. And then he says, purport, that has no effect. My bewilderment still didn't go away. So she may have told me, but it didn't work. I got that counsel because... And now he's saying why. My intelligence was dull. And we read this part from the Ninth Council before. Uh, And he says... uh, uh, She says to him... uh, And this is... uh, Nine, fourteen, 14, just a few verses, starting with 36. I'll just read the English. Urvashi said, my dear king, you are a man, a hero. Uh, 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 don't be impatient and give up your life, because he's threatening to commit suicide if she leaves him. Be sober and don't allow the senses to overcome you like foxes, because he said, I'm a little, the word is vika, which they translate here as fox, but uh, in the dictionary it says wolf, Uh, I don't know why they use the word fox, but anyway, I'll go with fox, but vika, wolf, or jackal, Um, I don't even know if there are foxes in India, but anyway. Uh, don't allow the senses to overcome you like foxes. Don't let the foxes eat you. In other words, you should not be controlled by your senses. Rather, you she, she should know the heart of a woman is like that of a fox. There's no use in making friendship, uh, with women. This is what she tells him. Uh, uh, women uh, are uh, as a class are merciless and cunning. They cannot tolerate even a slight offense for their own pleasure. They can do anything irreligious and therefore they do not fear killing even a faithful husband or brother. And then she says Women are very easily seduced by men. Therefore, polluted women give up the friendship of a man who is their well wisher and establishes false friendship among fools. Indeed, they seek newer and newer friends one after another. That's that's his advice. Uh, That's her advice to him. He's referring to this this good advice, warning him, she told me herself. Uh, And uh, it's sort of like she's saying, this is what I'm like, you know. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Uh, He says uh, like this. uh, That was her wise counsel. And even though she got wise counsel, Uh, And the verses are nicely done. In Sanskrit, still, I I, I, I couldn't pull myself away. I knew I was dangerous. Now, uh, in 17, uh, uh, he accepts the blame. Because she was like saying, you know, women are like this, but actually, so th- this is sort of in contrast with what he says. He says, uh, uh, in, in 17, he says, Kin kin akritam, How can I blame her for my trouble when I myself am ignorant of my real spiritual nature? I did not control my senses, and so I am like a person who mistakenly sees a harbots, rope, as a snake. Hmm? Uh, uh, so, this is the idea. Uh, uh, he uses this word. H- how can I say that apakritam, this word, is something done, uh, uh, it is apa and krita something done wrongly or maliciously or offensively, the, she Kitta, here she says an offense, she ha- hasn't done, uh, what, what, is, what offense has she been done? She's just being herself. <laughs> what has she done? Uh, 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 how can I blame her for her trouble? Uh, and then he said, I am an ignorant person. You see this. Now the example is here. Rajvava Parpa Chetasaha. I am one whose saha, uh, whose uh, mentality is that of Sarpa uh, 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 thinking have the, I have the I have perception of a snake when it is a, a rajva, a rope. And this is a standard example in Vedanta, this misperception of seeing an example of illusory superimposition of perceiving a, a, a snake, a rope to be a snake. Uh, uh, so, uh, therefore, uh, he says, uh, I, I, "I am a drash to one who sees a seer like that, seer in the just sense of one who has vision, uh, who avidusha, who does not understand his own swarupa." So the misperception is not mistaking about her, but the mistake about himself. Uh, I don't understand who I am. Uh, uh, He doesn't understand a hum. Because of Ajita Indriya, I have not controlled the senses. Uh, uh, So... I did not control my senses. I fell into illusion. Uh, uh, So I'm like a person who mistakenly sees a uh, rope as a snake. Uh, This example is mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It comes up uh, because it's in the Upanishads. It says here, let me see where where I have it. Um... Uh, uh, the, uh, the Prabhupada says here this is the purport to Adi Twenty Two, where Lord Chaitanya uh, is uh, countering uh, the philosophy of Shankaracharya uh, and, and this is this theory of Vibhartavada. Vada uh, Vada is theory or teaching of illusion and the example of the illusion is uh, one of the conventional examples of uh, seeing a rope to be a snake. Uh, and, and so Prabhupada has written, the analogy of misunderstanding a rope to be a snake is mentioned in the Mandukya manbuk, Anishad, but it is meant to explain the error of identifying the body with the soul. In other words, the self is the soul. But now, this thinking of the body as the self, uh, I've, it may, I've imposed this idea upon the self. Uh, the difficulty is, is is that Shankaracharya adopts this theory to describe uh, Maya in general, that the whole world, that we see around us, the whole cosmic manifestation, is an illusory superimposition upon Brahman. And he's, they're saying here, that, the Lord Chaitanya said, this is misapplied. It, appear, it applies to the soul and the body, not to Brahman. Because how can Brahman become covered by ignorance? Because then whose ignorance is it? It's not the jivas because according to the Shankarcharya, the Jiva itself is a product of ignorance, an individual. So it can be the jiva. But how can Maya be more powerful than Brahman? That it can cover it. So that's why, you know, where is it, this illusion? Whose illusion is it? It's just sort of flea floating around. Uh, so the correct Understanding is that the, the, this this illusory superimposition, this vivarta uh, uh, pertains to the perception of the jiva uh, seeing a rope as snake, or the other uh, example is uh, seeing um, uh, seeing a mother of pearls as gold. I think uh, shell is is, is gold. You, you have an idea of the snake and you impose it upon the shape of the rope. It's already in your mind and you do that. So you have an idea of gold and you see something glittering in the water and you impose it uh, on that. Uh, that's the illusory superimposition uh, and, and so what what the, according to Lord Chaitanya's understanding and your, uh, what what uh, then actually in, in taught in the uh, Vedanta's is this parinamavada, the doctrine that the world is a transformation of the energies of Brahman. This is what Vyasa says. Shankaracharya, no, that can't be actually what he means, because in that case Brahman would be transformed if, if the world is a transformation of Brahman. Uh, uh, so therefore, that's not what he means, and that the real world is a, is an illusion. Uh, uh, and so denies what, what the teaching of the, of the Upanishads is, this Parinama uh, Vada. Um, and, uh, it's, and he says, and Brahman isn't transformed, this is what Prabhupada discusses in his purport, it's the transformation of the energies. Brahman remains the same,
1: but he has his energies, and his energies
0: are uh, transformed. Uh, um, and this is, you know, the idea of that there are vishesha in in transcendence in Brahman. There are concrete particulars. It's not all one. There's no sense of that. There's no differentiation whatsoever. So the absolute truth plus the energies, and the energies are transformed, and Brahman is not affected. Isn't that and you know that is there Om Purnam You take all the you take all the energies out. Brahman is still Purna. You subtract Purna from Purna. Purna remains. You know, so that's how he does it. It's just like the the logic of infinity. If you have infinity and you subtract infinity, you still have infinity. Uh, the mathematics of infinity. Anyway, that's a, sort of a digression. But that's where the example comes from. And that's how it's used here. Um, uh, and so, purport uh, here. Uh, um, uh, When a person mistakes, this is in the BBT, when a person mistakes a rope for a snake, he becomes fearful and anxious. But fear and anxiety are, of course, illusions since the rope can never bite. Similarly, one who mistakenly thinks that the material, illusory energy of the Lord exists for his personal sense gratification will certainly bring down on his head an avalanche of material, illusory fears and anxieties. Dean Pururava frankly admits here that the young lady Rambashi is not to be blam- is not to blame. After all, it was Pururava who mistakenly considered her to be an object of his personal enjoyment, and therefore he suffered the reactions of the laws of nature. Pururava himself was the offender for trying to exploit the external form of Rabashi. There's a verse from the Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita, Yehi samsparasha jha bhuga yonaya evate. Krishna quite clearly warns those pleasures which arise from the contact between the senses and the objects are in fact the source of all suffering. Dukkha yonaya. They give birth to all the dukkha, sense gratification. And that's what's, uh, you go to sense gratification for happiness, what we reap is dukkha. And he goes to say, those pleasures have a beginning and an end, and those who are wise don't delight in them. That's the advice of Krishna. But he has uh, uh, broken, uh, he has uh, taken this up. Uh, Vishat Thakur says, I previously said that my discrimination has been stolen by a prostitute, but now I do not blame her. What wicked act... So he actually repents what his previous statement, according to uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. but now I do not blame her. What wicked act has she done to me? Done. What harm can a rope do to a person, even though he thinks it is a snake? So he takes it a little differently, you know? Uh... It can do no harm at at all. An ignorant person will find fault in the rope. He fears it out of ignorance. Since I have uncontrolled senses, I have lived in this type of illusion. Uh, So now he goes on... uh, Our text eighteen continues his, his uh, regret. Payamali Masakayo Dharigan Yad Yad Makoshi Paguna Samanas Yad Yad Now, what is this polluted body anyway? So filthy and full of bad odors. I was attracted by the fragrance and beauty of a woman's body. But what are those so-called attractive features? They are simply a false covering created by illusion, he says. Uh, So he uses this word, uh, actually, uh, where, uh, literally, but is this um, where from or what is it? I guess we're saying it this way. What is this? What is her polluted body? What are her attractive features? He says this kaya, material body. uh, with with Vishnu Chakravarti, uh, uh, reads uh, that he's thinking about her body, uh, this material body, so this polluted body, uh, her body, which is, uh, malimasa, uh, very dirty, uh, daur gandhya, uh, do, emphasize with a stress. Dower comes from dua bad, really bad. When you, when you say go from doer to dower, really bad odor. Adi, <laughs> and so on. Atmaka, consisting of its nature, is asuchi, the unclean. So, what's the guna, the, the good qualities? The word guna means quality in general but by itself sometimes it means good qualities what's referred to as the pregnant sense of the term Uh, we hear it in English too this is a quality project product right a quality product good qualities so would you kind of there's a way of saying quality to mean good qualities in this in Sanskrit too what are the good qualities uh 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 Somana uh, uh, is uh, 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 a tender, fragrant flower uh, so her body is like that uh, it seems to be like that uh, and and so on the fragrance and the tenderness of a nice fragrant little blossom oh so nice you know Seems like that, uh, but these are adyasa. Now here you have the same word here, a similar idea, adyasa, adhyaropa, This superimposition, this superficial imposition, created by ignorance. In other words, I projected this on her. Uh, here it says in the DBT edition. Purugava now understands that although he was madly attracted to the fragrant, shapely body of Ravashi, in fact, that body was a sack of stool, gas, bile, mucus hairs, and other repugnant elements. In other words, Purugava is now becoming sane. Uh well, remarks... Uh, anyway, let me read uh, read, uh uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's commentator. But the cause of your bewilderment, one is saying, here's again, he imagines somebody objecting or raising an issue. But the cause of your bewilderment, you're, bl- you're blaming yourself, but the cause of your bewilderment was the woman with excellent qualities, fragrance, and sweetness. Oh, you know, come on, don't take all the blame. And he's, the, the reply is, her qualities were produced by my lack of discrimination. When one considers factually, what is the use of a body so contaminated? What are those excellent qualities like those of a flower, such as youth and fragrance? I have projected these qualities on her by my illusion. So I just want to conclude this part. There is a tradition, an old tradition in many literatures, of this kind of idea of illusory. Here's another illusory superstition. Not just the body imposed upon a soul, but the idea of beauty imposed upon a body when actually it's not there. And I'm going to read you a little bit from an English poet of the 18th century, uh, Jonathan Swift. He's the illustrious author of Gulliver's Travels which is actually, if you read the original, it's nothing at all like a children's book. It's a a satire. Jonathan Swift was was a clergyman, uh, an Anglo-Irish clergyman in the 18th century. He was the dean of the cathedral in, in Dublin. He was a highly placed clergyman. And he was also not only a writer, but a poet. And he's very famous for this among his poems, uh, this one called The Lady's Dressing Room, Uh, uh, and he starts by saying, the the lady is given this name, uh, Celia, Uh, these are conventional names, pastoral names of shepherdesses and shepherds from older traditions of love affairs, uh, pastoral love affairs. In India, the, our pastoral is between gopa and gopi. But when this kind of tradition, I believe, came to the West, it was shepherds and shepherdesses. They played on pan pipes, and Krishna plays on the flute. But it's, it's the same pastoral kind of poetry, uh, where you're out in the fields, and anyway. So anyway, so he uses this word, celia she spends in her chamber dressing for five hours. And when she leaves, her lover's uh, Stefan, comes inside and he looks around. He says, the, he stole in, took a strict survey of all the litter as it lay, whereof, to make the matter clear, an inventory follows here. What did he find when he went into her dressing room? And first a dirty smock appeared, beneath the armpits well besmeared. Strephon, the rogue, displayed it wide and turned it round on every side. Uh, uh, And Strephon bids us guess the rest, but swears how damnably the men lie in calling Celia sweet and cleanly. Now listen, Holly, next produces the various combs for various uses, filled up with dirt, so closely fixed, no brush could force away betwixt. And then a paste, taken off her face, I guess, of composition rare, sweat, dandruff, powder, lead, which used to make up in those days, and hair. Uh, And then he goes on, and it gets worse and worse and worse. He he, he talks about her uh, other things there. Uh, Hard by a filthy basin stands, fouled with the scowling of her hands. The basin takes whatever comes, the scrapings of her teeth and gums, a nasty compound of all hues, for here she spits, and he and she spews. But oh, it turned poor Stefan's bowels when he beheld and smelled the towels be grummed, be matted, and be slimed with dirt, sweat, and earwax grimed. And it goes on. and gets heavier and heavier. Uh, it goes about her makeup uh, 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 getting the bugs out of her face and the blackheads and all that stuff. So he goes on and on in this vein. Now I'm going to read you a part. I, there's one bad word in here. I want to warn you. Because uh, then he looks uh, ne- next to our wasp station there's a little commode, a, a, a wooden cabinet, and you open the lid and inside is a chamber pot for passing urine and stool in. So well, he looks at this, right? <laughs> so he says, uh, and up exhales, exhales a greasy stench from which you curse the careless wench. So things which must not be expressed were plumped into the reeking chest, set, send up an excremental smell to taint the parts from whence they fell. The petticoats and gown perfume, in other words, she sits on the toilet with all her dresses on and just, you know, which waft a stink round every w- room. Thus finished with his grand survey, disgusting Strephon stole away, repeating in his amorous, you know, with love, his amorous fit, repeating in his amorous fits, oh Celia, 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 shits. (laughs) And the poem goes on. And he has another one like this called A Beautiful Young Nymph Going to Bed where she takes off her hair, her eyebrows, one eye, her teeth. (laughs) Just to show you, this is the other layer of beauty. So this has been widely observed, that it is an illusion on both sides. (laughs) <laughs> so, actually, because a lot of cleaning and makeup and all that other stuff is just to conceal. Why do you need deodorants? Why do you need all this stuff? The natural thing of the body. And by the way, you know, he's talking about a woman, but in the 18th century, the real peacocks were the men with their wigs, their powders, with their putting the best foot forward, in other words, your, your calf had to be uh, a well-formed calf because you could see it through the stocking underneath the bree- you know, and anyway, it was like the whole thing was all artifice. As today, it still is. <laughs> this uh, this, this uh, is a very early example of, of, of this kind of reflection of the real nature of the human body that we embrace and love and say it's so lovely, but uh, it's an illusion. Okay, we'll stop. (laughs) That uh, little lesson in English literature, (laughs) and if you can can find Swift's poetry on the internet, you you can see him. So now, uh, okay, we we stop uh, with the text 19 and 20, and now we'll uh, switch over um, anybody uh, you can text it in or uh, onto uh, buy poor TV or you can call it in by pressing bar six everyone is suitably speechless <laughs> You never thought a John Swift plumber would be used for a of Tom thumb huh? <laughs> At least that those. <laughs> Jonathan Swift. Hard to argue. Okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, some things are just beyond question. Uh, so what's our next uh, class time? time is, uh, let's get up the calendar and see. A week from today. Oh, it's Easter. Easter Sunday, the 5th of April. Our class will be at... Uh, 3 p.m. Until then, thank you very much. Shida Prabhupada, Gijai, Shida Bhagavatam, Gijai.